Pro Nation Nation, welcome to the Arm Wrestling Extra podcast. I'm one of your hosts, my name's Dave Stockbridge, and joining me, as you will be every week, is the man with the double biceps. It's out, it's a contractual obligation. It is Hollywood Matt Connolly, and thanks so much for joining us. We hope to bring you arm wrestling news every week here from live in the studio, as well as occasionally you might find us on the tables anywhere around the world so keep an eye out every time you're arm wrestling we could be around the corner with a camera and a microphone just waiting for you so, um, <laughs> so um, that's where we are most of the time just waiting just lurking just um, so uh, so Matt um, uh, it's a joy to join you here very first podcast uh, yeah. very exciting times I always love the first episode of any podcast you yeah. never, never quite sure how it's all going to work out that's but right. uh, Mate, uh, we were talking a little bit off camera about our first exposure to uh, arm wrestling and how it is that we came around to the great sport. Um, mm. and, uh, and how was it that you, you did find your way into arm wrestling? Yeah, uh, mine came through a documentary. Uh, I think most people or several people that I've spoken to have with John Brzezink, uh, mm. one of the all-time best arm wrestlers ever uh, to have ever existed and still in the top 10 currently in the world at the age of, what is it, like 60 or something like that, 58, yeah. something. So but, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, um, I run an um, administrator for MMA Junkie, one of the USA Today's sites, and uh, one of the forum threads that we had there was documentaries, and people would list different documentaries that they were interested in, one of which was the Pulling John documentary. So which you is, clicked on that expecting something else? I or, did. I was like, that's my, right up my alley. It's know? like a crossover between <laughs> MMA and something else I'm so interested in. Well, hey, hey, I didn't even read the description. I just <laughs> went, hey, that's enough for me. Something else got me. It's like, oh, it's some other thing. It's arm wrestling. <laughs> no. 20 minutes in. Oh, oh right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is cool too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, obviously watched that documentary and was like, oh, this is really interesting. Knew about John and, and all that sort of thing. but and, and I'd watched a few matches and stuff on YouTube, but I hadn't sort of followed it in person. Um, I didn't really look up to see if there was any clubs or anything like that uh, until I saw it in Melbourne. Um, I was over in Melbourne for the Arnold Expo and they had a demonstration. I was like, oh, they've got arm wrestling. Like, oh, yeah. I know what this is. So, so you've been training for years though. You know, yeah. you didn't get these biceps through arm wrestling. You were already <laughs> so bestowed with uh, with biceps. Yeah. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, yes. yeah. years in the gym. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is my idol. So mm. it's always been, uh, you know, trying to follow the, uh, the path of Arnold. Is it now disappointing to you that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger never arm wrestled? <laughs> <laughs> he might have actually. Um, is there any evidence? I don't know. Uh, probably not. Mm. <laughs> I love my you, you, you cast back to the memory banks there just for yeah, just for a brief uh, second. My my, it went to the predator scene with uh, uh, him and Carl Weathers, but I was like, that's not an arm wrestle. But it, it you know, it's close enough. It's close enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he would have done well. He's a strong guy. But anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> so yes, but uh, all time hypothetical greats of arm wrestling. <laughs> yeah, if only Arnold Schwarzenegger did it. Yeah, it would have been really good. It would have been the best, definitely. Yeah, yeah without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's not pulling Arnold, it's pulling John. Yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. uh, yeah. so we had the demonstration at the Arnold Expo and, uh, yeah, had a go on, uh, for the first time. And I was like, oh, this is cool and you know, interested and, and found out about the club back here in Adelaide. Um, and they had Devin Larratt, who's a Canadian world champion, come through a few months later to do a, a seminar. Mm-hmm. Went along to that, met him. He was fantastic. Met a lot of the guys from the club and they said, why don't you just come up? And, uh, and, and that's sort of how I got into it and, yeah, went along and uh, met 
you know, Tim, the Viking Graham, and mm. and the original uh, OGs from the uh, the Adelaide Arm Wrestling Club, which uh, you know was originally set up in Tim Tim Graham's driveway. Yeah, <laughs> before it has progressed to where it is now. But uh, yeah, it, it it has been one of those sports where I remember choosing. Do you, feel, do you feel like you were on the ground level when it came to arm wrestling? Like you you got in. At the at exactly the right time. Mm. Oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's sort of it's still one of those things where people go, "Oh, is that a thing? Is that a yeah. sport? Yeah. People do that." Yeah, and it's like, yeah, I'll let me tell you about it, and you will put your arm there, and I will wrestle you right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I have an arm wrestling table in the car, right, so right, just funny, just in case. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And I've been arm wrestling people at like two in the morning in the car park at where I work. <laughs> That's passion, <laughs> legitimately. Yeah. <laughs> So, Whether so, they want to or not. So how long are you in now? Three, two years, three years? I think it's coming up on four. Four years? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and do your arms still hurt after training for days? Or like how's your conditioning going since uh, since those early days to yeah. now? Yeah, uh, it's a lot better. I mean, I can recover probably... Well, it depends how hard I go on, on this. We normally train each Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And, and usually... Maybe two days later, I'm fine again. Yeah. Uh, although this Sunday, like the first forty minutes, I spent with the berserker last bother. <laughs> so still recovering now. I'm like, I mean, literally, am. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to keep going, and it was in strap, and it was like, ah, oh, it was just craziness. Uh, and then I would pin him, and he'd be like, "Just go again, just keep going, no, just keep going." And it was like, ah, oh. and yeah, after after those first forty minutes, you know, when you like you flex your forearm and you can see. Like the it moving, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so pumped. There was, there was no, no movement. movement at all. It was a solid, it was a solid blob. blob. <laughs> it wouldn't stop it. And then that was the first thing of a three-hour training session. So, yeah, they're, they're sore. What do you think hooked you with arm wrestling? Like to to have been an avid weight trainer because for a lot of a lot of guys that have lifted weights over the years, you know, they'll they'll do arm wrestling. It hurts so much, and and they can't train, so mm. they kind of return back to the known and and leave arm wrestling to the side. But yeah. what what hooked you about it? It was a timing thing for me, like luckily, um, because if it was ten years ago, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, uh, for that reason, because yeah. it it does it's detrimental. Like your arms are so destroyed. So you're married now. You technically don't need any more muscle uh, muscle mass, and, and oh, you always need more muscle mass. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was um, I'd been lifting weights for well, it's 21 years now. So four years ago, you know, obviously. Do you put them years. down, or are you still? I've, I've got them in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> these are dummy arms. I've got the arms underneath the shirt. Just, just but these out. are them there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, uh, I had sort of done a lot that i'd wanted to do in bodybuilding side of things you know uh, training for that long i'd competed seven times or something uh, and it was like okay i can see the path with this is i still enjoy it this is fun but there's never like you're not competing against somebody else like physically you know yeah. so the, the combat side of mm. things perhaps or the yeah. competitive nature of it whereas with bodybuilding is quite subjective isn't it mm. um, whereas with the the weight training it, it's completely objective so when you you know you you're uh, say a powerlifter i mean it's you you're going for weights that's really objective and uh, arm wrestling it's uh, highly competitive and it's one on one and it's yeah. uh yeah it's, it's much you're much more connected with your opponent aren't you that's right absolutely and i think the culture of the club that we've got and especially the, the people that i've met throughout the country and the people that i've spoken to um, throughout the world that do arm wrestling 
very friendly, very humble, very willing to help uh, you to get better and wanting you to get better. Yeah. Which is uh, interesting. Because Can't you, say that about all gyms, can you? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Um, mm. But uh, it's like if you beat somebody or they beat you, it's instantly, it's like this is what I did to win or this is how you lost. Let me show you how to stop me from doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, yeah. it's like, and then t- the next week you're like, oh, I can't beat them now. <laughs> I shouldn't have shown them that thing. But no, it's great because you all sort of get better. Uh, but yeah, that, that seems to be a really nice cultural feeling that, that the people in the sport all want everyone else to succeed and everyone to get better and they love the fact that people are into it and mm. yeah, it, it's a very nice feeling to walk into the armory club everyone's welcoming it's hey let me go first time here great get on the table yeah i'll show you what to do you know yep. there's, there's no sort of big ego side of it and i think yep. one of the elements of that is that you, if you have an ego you, you're going to just keep losing yes <laughs> you can't yeah. win if you don't know how to win yeah even if you're strong it doesn't matter like you just technique will just destroy you every time because it's, it's you can't a little bit like bjj in that way isn't yeah. it you know the, the weight or the strength doesn't necessarily mean everything mm. it, it can help you if you know how to direct it mm. but you know you you it, a, a big strong guy is always going to lose against the technical smaller guy yeah um yeah yeah especially if you don't if you don't know what you're doing at all and you're just trying to use your strength then it's like you know, immediately somebody just frames against that and pulls you out of your spot. You can't use your strength. You don't even know why you're losing. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, if somebody refuses to, to learn or to listen or has a, an attitude, mm. they're just going to keep losing and losing and losing and then they'll be like, this this is not, this is crap. And, then, you know, they'll walk out. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, you know, the, if you know, we, were, we were willing to teach you, but, you know, if you're not willing to learn, then obviously it's not the right environment for you and so you don't sort of find a lot of those people in in clubs and did, did you see like pulling john and, and see john Prezink and and think well he looks kind of human and, and I'm, I'm a massive muscle man maybe i'll be the greatest of all time arm wrestler <laughs> did that thought ever emerge i always think mind? that i'm a massive muscle. that's my first thought of the day when i wake up i go i'm a massive muscle i'm a, I'm a massive i'm a massive muscle. emphasis on mass <laughs> That's how you got to start I, each day. I, I say massive three times before putting ten scoops of Mega Mass, <laughs> Mega Mass. three thousand, three thousand, yeah, always strawberry, yeah, um, in, in, into uh, fifty mil of um, water because I'm, I'm cutting. Oh, uh, yeah, right, yeah. yeah Even know. though there's eight thousand calories <laughs> in those scoops, if you have it with water, yeah. the calories just disappear. It yeah, it all goes straight to the muscle. Yeah, that's right. It's like having, getting a bottle of Bundy and two liters of Diet Coke. It balances yeah. out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. If, you, if you're going to order a large meal at McDonald's, if you have a Diet Coke, you're absolutely fine. You're fine. You're good to go. The calories just <laughs> they, they cut they, to zero. Yeah. <laughs> they balance. They fight each other. Yeah. <laughs> The yes. chemical reaction That's of right. the artificial sweetness it somehow has a neutralizing effect That's on right. all food intake uh, for the day. Exactly. That's mm. right. But yes, John uh, Brzezink, not being an enormous guy, he is uh, re- he's in good shape. I mean, yeah. I, what is he? Uh, probably around six foot, something like that. Yeah, he's quite a tall guy. Yeah. yeah uh, and, you know, between 90 and 100 kilos. Um, so, you know, a strong athletic guy, but he, he's taking on these, these enormous 140, 160, like, giants yeah. and, and beating them yeah. and consistently for like 30 the, years. The Hoist Gracie of yeah. the arm wrestling world. Yeah. Absolutely. And you think there's no way that this guy could win and he'll prove you wrong every time. Yeah. It's like this is unbelievable. So it does show that there is so much to technique and to wrist strength and pronation, uh, you know, explosiveness. 
it's not just pure strength. Mm. Strength definitely has its factor, but uh, you know there are ways to combat somebody who is stronger. So that's what makes it fun is you've got that strategy element. Because if it was just down to who's stronger, then mm. it's like you, you know somebody who is not as strong can you, there's you know there's nothing they can really do. Whereas now you can work on different techniques and styles and you know uh, set up in a way that favors you and and doesn't help your opponent and. Um, you know, you can hold in different positions and, and get them tired and there's mm. all sorts of different ways to win. Whereas, uh, you know, if it was just pure who's stronger, then I don't think the sport would be anywhere near as popular. And and is that some of the allure for you? Like it, it's it, now that you've perhaps given up on being the best arm wrestler in the world. Um, <laughs> have you completely given up? I don't know if I pronounced. I'm not sure. Oh, um, yeah. First episode. <laughs> First episode. So <laughs> now that you suck and you know that you suck. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is that is that what draws you back to the sport? Is it, is it just the you know the sense that oh yeah, there's always a I can always get better. I can there's a there's a you know um, uh, every week you're looking for an improvement rather than necessarily looking for results. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I still try and train as hard as I can. I just know realistically the level that I'm at, and I'm seeing others just flying past me. Yeah, uh, and it's like okay, I I can understand where my potential will take me if I got to, if I reached my potential, it would be, you know, nowhere near where it would be to be competitive at that highest levels. Yeah. Uh, so, but I just enjoy it. It's, it's fun. Like it's great. And, and in spite of that, you're still, you know, you're coming out every week, you, mm. you, you love it and uh, you got a shirt. I have. Yeah. I have a shirt with my own picture on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's of, of the double bicep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the iconic image. <laughs> <laughs> we all think of when we think of Hollywood Matt Connolly. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Exactly. Yeah, well, that's what's been fun about uh, the growth of the club and the sport. Um, so Tim, the Viking Graham, ha- had been running the, the club for... He used to be known as Tim Graham. But, he did. Uh, uh, but used to be. Used to be, yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. Not a, no, no longer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So that's one of the Even reasons. Even his mum writes <laughs> the Christmas cards yeah, for the, the Viking Graham. <laughs> I hope she does. Oh. I'm gonna do it. We'll be this year. <laughs> I'm gonna make a fake Christmas card <laughs> from it. Slip it under the and door. I'm gonna write from Tim's mum. <laughs> 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 That's great. Um, no, so yeah, one of the growth uh, aspects of the club. So it did go literally from Tim's driveway uh, and maybe five, six guys uh, to now we have a club with maybe forty members and we've got our own training facility. Um, Tim did want to take some time uh, to focus on other things. He still does arm wrestle and help out at the club, but he asked if I wanted to um, sort of take over the day-to-day. Yeah. Mm. Um, so immediately I was like, well, this is, I'm really enjoying this and this is fun. Yeah. Um, let's build this as much as I can and uh, put as much effort and time into building this and making our club awesome gave everyone nicknames and started making content and videos and uh promoting the club as much as we could and then obviously uh you know we've got some amazing sponsors that have come on board as well with yourself with the real estate agents group which you can see on the shirt there mm-hmm. you can go with either voice yeah, yeah, i went that. the wrong one because there we go. <laughs> i was looking I at think... it it's mirrored yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like that's the right arm no that's not <laughs> but uh yeah and then you know you've assisted us to get into some of the bigger events around the state the last couple of years and we've had some big exposure and 
uh, yeah, we're putting on events and we have a, a big event coming up uh, next month as well. So. We do. So lots to talk about. And, and Matt, before we do completely uh, move on with that, your um, so what is it that you do at the SA Titans? So you're the... Uh, you're the president of the club, I guess. That's that's the that's the ceremonial title. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but what do you day, have done day to day in order to grow this uh, this arm wrestling club from a from a gaggle of guys uh, congregating on Tim's driveway to uh, now forty or fifty people turning up on any given Sunday and and pulling for three hours and yeah. and competing in these events and um, uh, what what's been your magic formula? Yeah, well, I think it was just. Uh because I'm enjoying it so much and trying to spread the word with it, yeah. and, and having a, an acting background and and uh, you know video editing and and that sort of thing, it was like oh let's let's start filming. Is that where Hollywood stuff. comes from? It does. Is that it does. Okay, that's where it is. So yeah. you work it all in. Yeah, all right. Right. it all makes sense now. Uh. It's all coming to a pass. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was um it was a way I could promote the club and. It started as just making highlight videos for each person and then, you know, just taking some of our training footage uh, and just putting their best moments together and then giving them a funny nickname and, you know, this is your nickname, the engineer or the Viking or the, you know, the Kratos or whoever. And was this just whatever came to your mind? Like, I mean, yeah. you gave me my nickname with no 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 permission whatsoever. No. Um, it was just that, before you know it, I've got people calling me Kratos yeah. and um, I, I had no idea because I was a bit out of loop. I had no idea what that was. Right. Um, but I'm very happy that it's God of War. Like, I mean, if I could choose my nickname, yeah. you know, which... I don't you could have. Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty good one. I'm, I'm pretty one. happy with that. Yeah. I don't know anybody who's been really upset about their nicknames. No, I've had some, well... Because has there been any <laughs> nickname controversy where people have, there's been a bit of pushback? And, uh, very, but, very slightly. Not not that I've given them the nickname. My dad was known as the octopus. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to be anything but the sea urchin. <laughs> <laughs> it's Papa Fist or nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I was mostly the nicknames come from somebody's personality or attribute or some style or something that they do, and mm. it's like okay, you know, like Tyler Harrison, the hitman, hitman, uh, hitman. Oh, he's yeah. he's a crazy explosive hit is just insane, and you good luck trying to stop that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's the hitman, so it's you know that it very easily came together. Yeah, uh, Kratos, you know, it, it, the God of War character. Uh, from the video games, you resemble him very, very much. So it was an easy one. This to is do. what he'd look like if he was well dressed. That's if right. He was, he was wearing a suit yes. and he hadn't murdered like thousands if of he people. Did, he didn't need to. Yeah, yeah. yeah but he just right. wanted to get a bit dressy. Yeah. And if you ran a podcast, then, you know. <laughs> so so you, you spend some time, and, and why was it important for you to develop some of these nicknames? I mean, most, most people don't wake up every day thinking, what can I call this person? <laughs> and so why did you feel that was something yeah. that was important for, for the club and, and for mm. arm wrestling? Yeah, it's much easier to remember somebody by a nickname than it is to remember their actual name. It, right. you know, if somebody's Pat Smith or John Franks or whatever, it's, you know, it, you're, you're not going to remember that name if uh, compared to the assassin or mm. you know the, the hitman or uh, the viking or whatever because when you're watching a video and it's like you've got tim graham it's mm. like okay tim graham and or the viking it's like oh yeah. that that that's the viking guy you know oh yeah you're the viking yeah and that becomes your sort of 
you know, guy that you follow. It's almost like a football team, you know. Yeah. They've got, you know, the, the, the Bombers or the Crows or, you know, that sort of thing. Was that something you'd seen elsewhere in arm wrestling at that time or? Not in arm wrestling. Not in arm yeah. wrestling. It's interesting because you've seen it, I've seen it a few times since it started to uh, started to pop up. Yeah. So it's very interesting. <laughs> it is, yeah. I love I love giving people new names. I think it's, it's so funny that when people, the new people turn up to the club, I've never met. <laughs> <laughs> They've seen all of our content of videos and stuff like that. <clears throat> And they know all the... the they, they know the nickname. Oh, that's the Viking. Oh, that's Dynamite. Oh, that's... Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Oh, and who are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm Paul. Oh, yeah. Hi, Paul. <laughs> we'll have to change that soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although we've, have, we've got Troy at the moment, who's, uh, who's quite uh, a good follower. He's come down a few times from the country. I haven't picked up a nickname for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're working on one. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll have to message him. Uh, have you got any ideas? Mm, uh, mm. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes they... They stick out really quickly. Yeah, um, but I have had people that I've given like. Have oh, you had? Have you had any pushback where somebody's going, oh, nah, or, yeah. or yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah? Well, what's one of those examples uh, uh, with, without uh, besmirching the? the no, that's yeah. fair enough. Well, just like I would say, oh, I've come up with this. Like, what do you think? And then they'd be like, oh, I actually really wanted to go with this. So they might have had a, a name that they already wanted to use, and yeah. I say that's not a good nickname. <laughs> <laughs> So it doesn't suit you at all. Yeah. But if you want to go with it, then we'll go yeah. with it. It's up to you. Obviously, I'm not going to be like, no, you can't use it. But yeah. sometimes it's like, that's kind of, that's, mm, mm. yeah, you sure you want to use that one? Somebody's already using the rock. Right. Yeah. 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 That's right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Probably not for you. But yeah. uh, it was fun to look at certain people when I was first doing it. Uh, in the club and be like okay I'm going to come up with a nickname for this person and then it'd be like mm-hmm. and trying to think of stuff and it's like maybe this I had lists yeah. of big lists of nicknames and you know, fighter nicknames and I'll look through the UFC fighters and everything and I'm like does any of these like apply and then none of them would because it's like no it's got to be like organic you know it's got to yeah. come from something that you've seen them do or yeah. an attribute that they've got um which really it's got to come from the ether. It's got to. Yeah. It's got to be something yeah, right. magical about the, magic. the nickname. It's got to occur. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Although um, uh, Connor, the commander, mm. uh, that came just from ridiculous jokes that we were making in, <laughs> in one of the group chat sessions. Yeah. Uh, it did start as the Navy commander, <laughs> which is just you know insanity. Yeah. But um, I don't think uh, he pushed back a little bit against that yeah. for a while, uh, and I was like, "The command we shortened, well, shortened it to just commander." Yeah, which I think is kind of a cool. I, nickname. I think, it, yeah, I yeah. think, it, yeah. well, that's a good nickname. It's quite a commanding personality. Yeah, it's, it's like really you're the commander of the table. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. He wanted he wanted to change it to the Hook Doctor. Hook. Oh, mm. well, that's not bad. But uh, yeah, mm. yeah. I was, <laughs> I just reminded me of the Spin Doctors. Oh, uh, the spin Doctor. Uh, maybe think of Doctor Hook. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah, right. isn't it interesting? You know, it's got to come to you. It's got to got to strike a chord, and yeah. when it does, you know. That's right. When it's a little bit off, you know as well. Funny <laughs> with nicknames, isn't it? Exactly. But you look at, say, the wrestling. Uh, yep. Yeah, like you said, the Rock. You got Mankind. You got Triple H. You got. They're all nicknames, and people know them as these nicknames. They're easy to remember, yep. especially if those nicknames really, really resemble or really hit, and and they make that mark with that person, Stone yep. Cold Steve Austin, or whatever. Yeah, it's um. It becomes that thing, and it's like, oh, that's it's not Hunter Helmsley, is it? Yeah, you no, know? that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that that wasn't the one that took off. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Uh, so it, it's fun when you when I identify that, and those names really do hit. Uh, and then when I put the match 
footage and stuff together and, and upload it. It's like, okay, well, if you've got the Berserker versus the Viking, you know, yeah. and it's like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Off the bat, it's like, oh, the Berserker's mm. my favourite. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're not going to remember the last water. It's like, no. yeah, yeah. Or, you know, it's it's just, it, it's an easy way for the people who are watching content to identify with the characters yeah. uh, and the people who are in the video and just say, well, if this guy's called, um, let's say, Berserker, mm. <laughs> Well, I wonder why he's called that. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get, yeah it, it sparks the question. <laughs> and you it? will find out yes. within 10 <laughs> seconds of the match starting why he's Your arms that. are still feeling as the, <laughs> yeah, right. the effects of this right now. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's fun when it when it really works and resonates. Uh, and I did see this happen. There was uh, a short-lived uh, YouTube series uh, called um, The Strength Wars. Mm, yes. Uh, yes, mm. I remember that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And they had nicknames for their top guys they didn't have any names for everybody yeah but uh it was the, the, the their number one guy that, that was my favorite his name was the faceless uh, and he would wear a mask and you know yeah. whenever he would talk they'd had that overdub that overdub it with a robot voice <laughs> it was funny but it was like it was a little gimmick you know but it was fun and he was incredible and uh the actual um competition side of it was really well done and these guys were incredibly strong uh and but just having that little gimmick was like oh this is called the faceless you know and then the other top guy was called the anabolic horse yeah (laughs) he would wear like a silly horse mask out to you know um uh, yeah so it was much much more fun so we don't quite have the props in the club as yet so which which would be good um, if we can get some of those to match up so anyway just something one of one of the guys has been bringing a monkey mask for the last three weeks. I've noticed, it. yeah. Yeah, I don't know why he's doing it, but... Not, uh, yeah. <laughs> but sure, why not do it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do we have a nickname for him yet? Uh, he's a new guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. The monkey. I haven't yet. We, we, there's some work to do. So, uh, <laughs> uh, another thing you, you instigated was uh, Supermatch Sunday. So, every, yep. every Sunday in the club, mm-hmm. and, and I guess this was during a time where, uh, in Australia, there had been no real high-level competition for... Well, for the best part of a year or so uh, during the midst of COVID. And, um, and you know, guys didn't have the opportunity to test themselves against the, the rest around the country. Um, so, you know, the Supermatch Sunday series kicked off and every Sunday in the club for, well, for well even to right till now, mm. um, there's, a, there's a Supermatch going on and sometimes multiple Supermatches. Yeah. So, um, and what's been interesting now that we're starting to see some of the, uh, of the our local competitors that have grown up in, arm wrestling, um, seeing a super match or competing in a super match every Sunday that um, when they're finding their way into national level competitions, they're doing really well. Yeah. Um, uh, young Hams is a, a fantastic example of that. Uh, a young 17-year-old who uh, picked up arm wrestling a year or so ago and uh, has been coming along to the club. And you know, probably during the period that he's been coming to the club, I'd say he's had... 20 or 30 super matches, yeah. which is, uh, you know, it's like a, those little Muay Thai uh, kids, those little Thai kids who, you know, they're, they're 14 years old, but they've had 700 fights. <laughs> yeah. um, he, he's an arm wrestling version of that. So mm. what was your what was your thinking behind that? Because uh, as far as I'm aware, I don't think there was another human being that matched up uh, as many super, uh, super matches uh, in a row as you uh, during that period of time, yeah, I think it came about pretty naturally. Um, we would have a super match that, but they were rare. They were once every three months or something like that, and guys would sort of, you know, really build themselves up for that. 
and everyone was looking forward to it. And I remember in particular it was uh, the engineer versus the Viking, mm. Tim versus Matt Bisco. Uh, and that, they, they don't need real names. No, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> but that was probably maybe two months that they trained for that super match. And then we filmed it and, you know, I cut the video together and it was really exciting to do that. And it's like, mm. oh, this was fun. Like everyone enjoyed that. And it's like, well, we should do this more often. Uh, and I was... Next head- Sunday. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Pretty much. Do it again. Just now. <laughs> uh, there was always like with, with training, uh, everyone's trying to learn the fundamentals and stuff. But if you don't actually have the match side of it, like the competition aspect... Uh, it's all great, well and good to, to be training, but if you're not constantly doing like an actual match, um, then it's not as valuable. If you do go into a tournament or if you do go into a super match scenario, like you know, and you haven't got that experience, it's mm. like, well, this, you know, you really are missing that element. Uh, so you see that with really talented young fighters in the octagon who don't have that experience, that big big fight experience, mm. and they get that big adrenaline dump in the first 30 seconds mm-hmm. and find it really difficult to uh, take care of their inner selves um, in those first rounds or, mm. uh, and, uh, and so often lose a fight or two before yeah. uh, they're able to overcome that and, and get that under control, even though they've got the technical ability. And I uh, you can see that also in, in arm wrestling where... Mm. Um, a few of our guys have—it's very much second nature. Mm-hmm. Um, standing at the table for a ready go, whereas uh, yeah. whereas other guys that have been maybe just training around the table and uh, and not having that uh, that match fitness yet mm-hmm. um, aren't quite prepared uh, for uh, for those big moments. Yeah, it's so different in a match compared mm-hmm. to training. Obviously, in the training, you know, you're gripping up with somebody, and it's like, uh, "Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, well, whenever you you know, just go, and I'll sort of start resisting, or I'll, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the match, when it's you're actually getting properly set together, and then you're waiting, and the referee says, go, and some people just, boom, and you've yeah. lost in half a second. You're like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can beat this guy normally on the training table. <laughs> I've seen that look on your face before. Oh, yeah. Uh, t- yeah. <laughs> Several times. <laughs> And and so uh, the other thing that you instigated just at at a a local level was uh, was a ranking system because uh, during that period of COVID uh, there wasn't any um, competition going on and um, and the rankings that nationally had become quite stale and probably irrelevant Mm -hmm. and uh, and nobody really knew where they sat in the whole pecking order and we're starting to see you know some of that sort itself out now Mm -hmm. Um, but um, but uh, you why was it important to you to have a uh, to have a ranking system when there was only maybe say twenty people turning up on a Sunday yeah. back a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, that competition aspect of it. I was he- resistant and a little bit hesitant to create a ranking system. We'd, we'd created the club. We'd had uh, you know the, the nicknames. I've built a website. I was putting content out consistently. We had super matches, and everyone sort of had an idea as to where most people sort of sat in terms of if you actually sat down and wrote a list of who's the best and you know whatever, mm. but. I was a little bit hesitant to do it because I I didn't want to lose that friendly atmosphere of, you know, this is fun. We want you to come in and enjoy yourself. And yes, there is a competition side of it, but you know, I didn't want people to get upset. Yeah. Uh, But eventually I was like, but you did it anyway. I did did resist a bit, but I, I did, end up creating one yeah. and uh and it was and i was, was that more like oh let's just do a list let's just see where all this sits yeah in my mind. i is did that- I, to start with i did a tier list ah. which is uh you know the top tier medium and beginner sort of thing yeah not 
bottom tier, but beginner tier. <laughs> uh, You'll know where we start. Right. Yeah. Um, and that Some was, of us stay there, for instance. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but it wasn't satisfying, you know. And But as soon as I put in those numbers, this this is number one, this is number two, you know, within the next week, people were going, oh, hello, Mr. Number Three. Uh, you know, I'm number four. Like, I need to have a match with you because... You know, obviously, if you go and beat somebody, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It was so fast. the The competition side of it picked up so quickly. Yeah, and people were like, "I'm ranked eleventh. Why am I ranked 11th? I'm like, "Well, because the people ahead of you, I think, would beat you. Oh, I will beat them. Yeah, Yeah. well, if that's what the point of it is, if you think that you're you should be ranked, say seventh, then challenge number seven, and we'll put it together, and that's what happened. So yeah, uh, and then we had yeah, like. I don't know, like 35 Sundays in a row yeah. with matches, which really sort of sorted out those rankings and they were pretty accurate to where I had put them. <laughs> it was a pretty good guess in, in retrospect. And, and it, I think it also gave a, uh, it gave um, ambition to some of the younger athletes yeah. at, at citing harms area once more. But uh, for him to start off at 15, mm-hmm. then beat number 10 mm-hmm. and then beat number 10 and then to be on the table a week or two ago with maybe the number two guy in the yeah. state, and to win yeah. um, one of three. Um, it was two, yeah, they two, came two, down. It was a, so you ended two, up being three to two. Three two, sorry, yeah. yeah. And and so to to then pin himself against number two, but he knew he in his mind he had a he could plot out a, a, a course to yep. be number one. Yeah. And so um, now he's kind of knocking on the door of he's definitely you know top two or three. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. we we know he's right up there now. So um, that's right. So it, it's um, interesting from uh, the athlete's perspective, but also from the spectacle of the. Uh, from those people that are that are spectators that are watching online, mm-hmm. who then have an understanding that uh, Kratos is number twelve and mm-hmm. and up against um, the Viking and the Vikings number four, for mm-hmm. instance. Mm-hmm. And oh, okay, well uh, we we know who our underdog is all yeah. of a sudden, and you know, good luck to him. And or you know, so it, I, I think that it made a, a lot of sense to people that were watching, and mm-hmm. made it made those super matches all the more watchable, and it meant that people were vested. Somewhat into the uh, in in the bout before uh, mm. even knowing any of the personalities or anything else involved. Exactly, yeah, that's mm. right. Yeah, if you're going to watch, I mean, uh, we've spoken about this before, um, but not on this podcast. Not on this we podcast. No. So it's our first, it's our inaugural episode. It? It's a, yes. <laughs> so uh, big fan of the UFC and having watched their progression from 1993 when they first started and then to the you know, global. Uh, Phenomenon, massive, massive uh, company that they are now, and having built fighters and created these uh, personalities and these shows and the way they promote things, it's like you know being a, a really invested fan in that. And then it's like, well, I can apply those same things to the arm wrestle club, and, mm. and I can make it fun and exciting, and use the lessons that I learned from watching what Dana White and uh, you know, Joe Silver and all the matchmakers and the promotions team uh, did to build the sport. So I can do. I can. I know what they did. I could. I saw it happen over twenty years. Yeah. Uh, and I can use those same elements. And it's like I'm one guy, you know. But I can. I learn how to edit videos, make them look good, put stuff up, create shirts, create a content, get rankings. You know, do these things, promote this stuff, make events, and run this. And it's like, okay, I know I can do that, and mm. I'm willing to do it. Uh, so 
that's what's happened. And now it's have, yeah. It's, have you got any any rough estimation as to how many views all of these videos have had over the last couple of years? Like <laughs> tens of thousands, you know? It's it's over a million because over a yeah, million is it yeah, really yeah, well? Yeah. So yeah. The, these little videos of Supermatch Sunday and some of the training sessions that over a million views in total. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's one incredible. one video on TikTok that has one point five million views or something. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which is just crazy. And then, as I said, I mean people. Like have turned up at the club and they know who we are and it's like how it's like when we watch your videos all the time it's like really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somebody watching yeah that's incredible which is just amazing but because there's not a lot of other people that are really doing that and there might be i mean it's, you know our club in adelaide uh, the level that we're at we're not world class we have some good athletes but you know we're not like the best in the world or anything like that but you don't need to be the best in the world to put out good content and good matches because you know i if you know the people involved in the match and you've been following them and you can see the progression and you're excited to see their match like um harms of the hammer you know going against uh, the berserker and it mm. was like uh and well, I started ex- cheering for Hamza, right. being thinking Hamza was the underdog, yeah. and then had to switch <laughs> yeah. and start supporting the Berserker because yeah. Laz w- wasn't doing so well. No. All of a sudden, it's so, like uh, yeah. my, my mind was blown. You know, <laughs> it's uh, incredible. I thought I thought the Berserker was going to win comfortably, three mm. zero. I was like, three oh, zero, yeah. you know, no chance. And then he won the first two rounds. I was like, yeah. how? Oh. How? <laughs> He's yeah. so so good. Uh, yeah, obviously Berserker had to work really hard to get back and, and get the win, but uh, yeah, amazing. But so, I I would rather watch that match mm. again than watch some of the top-level matches that are out there with, with people that I don't really know very well. Yeah, well, it's, it's really been a real whirlwind over, over the last couple of years. We, we've had, uh, very fortunately, we've been invited to be part of a couple of, a few major sporting events, the uh, the Apex Sport Fest 1 and 2 mm. uh, uh, at the Nordover where we were able to uh, showcase arm wrestling in front of thousands of, of people people um, that walked through the gate that day and uh, held uh, tournaments during that time, which, which I w- acknowledge uh, uh, is very difficult for, um, or was very difficult for people interstate and overseas yep. during that time. Uh, restrictions weren't so... Wasn't that difficult. <laughs> I, I kept training with everyone every week regardless. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it, there, there were jurisdictions where lockdowns were much more severe. And, no, no, I'm a, and uh, but Harassing the, them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, here in South Australia, things were a little bit more liberal, so we were, we were able to um, uh, to hold a couple of major major sporting events during those times, and uh, we were fortunate that we were able to showcase arm wrestling as part of those events. And but also importantly, run uh, full tournaments, um, uh, so that uh, uh, really uh, well. Uh, we had some interstate talent come over um, and and partake in in those tournaments as well, and um, that. Uh, kind of evolved and uh, led to uh, arm wrestling, the SA Titans Club being featured as part of Diamondback Fighting Championships, which is a big MMA promotion here in Australia, um, mm-hmm. uh, who hold their event locally at the Adelaide Oval, which of course is the, the mecca of sports uh, here in South Australia and one of the, the great sporting arenas of the world. And uh, so to, to elevate arm wrestling to a position where all of a sudden it's uh, being held in front of fifteen hundred people in the sporting mecca of the uh, of our part of the world um, was um, was a wonderful joy to see, mm-hmm. in, in large part because of your, your very strong advocacy for the sport and and for all of that content that had been out there was creating a real buzz and awareness around the athletes. And so, um, you know, for um, 
it was quite a surreal moment to uh, to see the arm wrestling table in the octagon yeah. in the cage, um, not to upset Dana White in the cage, um, <laughs> and uh, and to to see um, you know our athletes go toe to toe over the table and uh, and show really um, the rest of the combat sports world on pay per view around the world exactly what arm wrestling is all about if they hadn't yet been yeah. exposed to it. So yeah, I think that's literally one of the best matches and best productions that I've seen of arm wrestling ever in in the world. I, like legitimately and without you know, I mean. <laughs> The fact that Diamondback Fighting Championship allowed us to be on the card, uh, they were the ones that did the production side of things. So, you know, that they were filming their MMA event, um, which is where, you know, they filmed our arm wrestling stuff as well. Mm. But in terms of the way it worked and the way it was filmed and, you know, the there was commentary and, yeah, yeah, exactly. There was, you know, multiple replay angles and I was like, wow, this is incredible. You know, this is what it's really it's like. really what arm wrestling should be. Yeah. Or should be uh, how people should be watching arm wrestling, mm. uh, perhaps. And, uh, and, and, and of course, um, yeah, over time, your, your thoughts over, you know, tournaments and, and how things could be presented um, has certainly evolved and changed. And uh, uh, we're, we're about to see on the 8th of October uh, a whole new, um, a whole new uh, way of doing things. Mm, it would be the 9th of October. Oh, sorry, do <laughs> what the did ninth, I say? Uh, yeah, but it's the If ninth. you get here early and line up, <laughs> tickets will be, will be less. Because um, it won't and, be open. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but it'll be right here in Moonshots um, in the um, in the Imagination Building, High yep. Street in Adelaide, um, in the Innovation Precinct, and uh, we'll be uh, holding a, a tournament. But mm-hmm. but a tournament with a twist, it Matthew. Is. Yes, mm. yes. So it's called the Titans Open. It's the the ninth Sunday, the ninth of okay, October. Yeah, the classic. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> Yeah, so the the difference uh, with this tournament, uh, so we've got our standard double elimination. There's weight classes. Everything's pretty much the same except for this. Yeah, except for this one change, which is that all matches will start in the strap. Mm. There is no starting without the strap. And what's your thinking behind that, Matthew? Why are you making these guys strap up from the get-go? Because they end up in the strap anyway. Yeah, (laughs) and it's like every match. it takes time to set people up in the right positions and there's a lot of jostling around, a lot of, you know, manipulation people are trying to do in their setup mm. to get their best position. You know, referees trying to keep it as fair as possible and it might take 30 seconds to a minute to get people lined up, get them fair, and then you say go and they just, both guys immediately, they, they, they both go. knew they were going to slip from the start. Yeah. And it's and it's very easy to slip somebody if you really want to. If you set up in a certain way and it's like, I'm going to slip no matter what, unless the other person knows that you're going to do it and is able to sort of grab hold of your hand and mm. catch your fingers, you're going to get away. And it's like you spend all that time getting them ready. Everyone's watching. You know, the, the build-up has happened. And this is the moment. And you say, go, and they just go... Whoosh. There's a, there's a lot of um, manipulation or uh, or even abuse levelled at, at referees as well as the athletes are trying to get set up and 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 largely unnecessary. Although I do understand gamesmanship and the fact that everybody's trying to get the advantage and you know in arm wrestling in particular everything comes down to you know micro moments and millimeters. But mm. uh, 
the reality is it's absolutely awful for the officials mm. that uh, that a baby that's standing over a table for four hours trying to get people set up who quite obviously don't want to be holding hands. That's right. Um, so yeah. um, so that's a that's a wonderful innovation in, in as far as I'm, I'm concerned, mm. and I think a, and a, and a great progression, and uh, and and, a, um, uh, and I think it'll be really interesting uh, to see how that pans out. Mm. But also uh, the athletes that are competing are also aware that mm-hmm. uh, they'll be competing straight uh, straight to straps that's right and so are now training uh for that yeah um yeah. so uh, uh so it's um yeah an interesting innovation yeah, one, of, one of the other reasons is that you you get a finish to the match mm. like you get a conclusion if you're strapped it, yeah it's not like you're losing and then oh no i'm gonna lose i'm gonna make it look like i'm d- and then oh my hand slipped out you know yeah. it's because that happens a lot as well. And it's like there is a rule in place if you deliberately slip that you lose, but it's very rarely enforced. Um, So it's like if you're strapped together from the start, you're probably more than likely, unless there's a major foul that, and we do running fouls for that reason. We want to see an end to the match. We yeah. want to see you start and finish the match straight away. Well, people get upset when there's an arbitrary enforcement of the laws, but then they get upset when the laws are, are firmly enforced. Yes. Um, and so it, it's very, very difficult for the ref and uh, to find a, a happy middle ground. Mm-hmm. Um but I think uh, yeah, straight straps is great and better for the viewer. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, yeah. um, and easier for the editor, I'd imagine. Yeah, that's mm. right. Well, yeah, but I, it is about the viewing experience because mm. when I edit videos now, I I don't include the the slips. Like yeah. I just don't because it's it's pointless. It's like that wasn't even a match. There's no match there, and there's no interest in it. It's like yeah. Well, even if it was like close, and then oh they slipped. It's like no, nah, I'm deleting that. It's yeah. I'm not putting that up because it's like. I want to see the end of the... Ma- I want to see it start and finish. Yeah. I don't want to see you almost win and then, oh, the guy got away. And it's like, well, yeah. that's just like, annoying. It's an annoying experience. <laughs> and especially when people are setting up, you know both of them are going to slip. Mm. And it's like, even if one's trying not to slip and, and they and they think, okay, the other guy's slipping every time, it's it's bloody hard to be able to catch somebody to, to stop them from slipping away. And it's mm. like, this is silly it's annoying to to watch this as as a viewer, as the people that come along, the friends and family that want to see a match, and they they're going, what happened? What what, yeah. what? Why did they? What are they doing? It makes it harder to understand sport, That's like right. on the stop start and the you know it, it, unless you're you're really into it, the chances are you're never going to get into it. Mm. Yeah. That's right, and especially because you know they might start and they both push for a second, and then the hands flip apart, and everyone goes, oh, and it's like, well, what happened? And especially if somebody calls a loss there, mm. like, oh, it was, you know, deliberate, and it's like, well, you haven't called that for everyone else all day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's tough, and, yeah, I'd rather eliminate all of that, and the strap does do that straight away. You, you strap together, it's harder to move your hand around. Um, so when you are strapped together, it's it, as a referee, I find it much easier to get a fair start. I can see where people's hands are before I tighten it. Once I tighten it, it's harder to move your hand. And if you are trying to move it, your opponent is like their hand is being sort of pulled. Yeah. yeah. So they know when you're doing something and it's pretty obvious. Whereas out of strap, it's you can sort of do it a little uh, more sneakily. Mm. But um, yeah, I'd rather see a fair match start and a finish every single time next person, next match, start to finish every single time, rather than getting these start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, uh, you know, slip, uh, foul, restart. Yeah, it's like, can I just see the match? When are you guys yeah. actually going to... I've seen matches that have gone for 10 minutes and, and there was no... Happened. Somebody lost on fouls. And it was like, 
Mm. They started four times. Yeah. And it was like, oh. Did I, did I just waste yeah. 20 minutes of my life? Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, that guy won. You're like, when? <laughs> wow. In, in what way? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he fouled th- twice with this and there was three slips and, <laughs> yeah. you know. It's like, Would his mum be proud of that victory? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. As, a, as an audience member to watch that, as a fan of arm wrestling, I've seen like world championships and I'm like, I'm bored out of my mind 10 minutes into this because it's like they just want, there's no matches. There's it, no arm wrestling. It is a criticism of WAF, isn't it? So, and and then we uh, so and what so we've got the tournament uh, so double elimination yep. straight to strap uh, weight categories mm-hmm. uh, 70, 80. Mm-hmm. Under 95. Under 95. 95 and above. And then where we are. Yep. And uh, so we've we got those ones. And then we've got, uh, and then uh, anything anything extra for the day for there the is. viewers? Is there, there is, really? There is a, an exciting little, new development. Some sprinkles on top, maybe. That's right. Okay. This, was, this was an idea of, of yours, I believe. Uh, I'd have thrown it in the hat. Yeah. Which I thought was fantastic. Uh, and basically, one of the training tools that we've done in the past, something called King of the Table, where it's basically winner stays on, you know, yep. and you keep going and then when the when the winner loses or the king loses, then the person who beat them, they take their position. Uh, they we, are king. They are the new king mm. until they get taken down. Yeah. Uh, and the longer it goes, you know, the, the, the more tired that people get and somebody who's quite strong and quite a really top-level person has had to have 30 or 40 matches and now they're they're exhausted yep. and then losing to people that they would never lose to. <laughs> so with your idea and what we have implemented for the tournament is what we're calling last man standing, which is uh, we have a 60-minute time limit and it's like, okay, let's say 20 people start and it's basically a king of the table scenario. Uh, first two people get on, winner stays on, next person Winner stays on. Next person keep rotating through, 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 through. So the so the the combatants will, will they'll filter through, compete against the king yep. until the the king is king mm-hmm. is knocked off. Yeah, and then they become the king. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the hour, yeah, on the dot of the sixty minute mark, whoever is king it will win five hundred dollars. Not bad. That's Not pretty bad. damn good. And uh, <laughs> and also for time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, you you might have been the guy that was standing on the table for. 58 of the 60 yeah. minutes and uh, and so you know if you're the athlete that had the the longest period of time as king then you will also win three dollars a, a ham sandwich and a ham sandwich it may have a couple of bites out but <laughs> but, but you'll also win five hundred dollars so um, yeah what really is it five hundred I well if you're making that announcement oh, well apparently I've just made it five hundred dollars so uh, five hundred dollars for most time on the table and wow. five hundred dollars for the king of the table wow so uh, and who is yeah. that brought to and you then, by uh, that by real estate been. agents group I got the right arm that time uh, that, that was, yeah. yeah. You got it on both sides. Yeah, uh, uh, the other shirts we've only got it on one side. So this That's is right. the sponsor's very Double close. Up. I love it. It's great. <laughs> uh, so uh, real estate agents group. Uh, you know, all, all of these shenanigans are brought to you by real estate agents group. So, uh, mm. but uh, but yeah. So um, <laughs> so we've got um, uh, so we've got normal tournament, serious mm. tournament, straight to straps. Yep. Uh, everybody, uh, lots uh, lots of weight categories. Very very traditional mm-hmm. In, in, mm-hmm. in in almost every respect except straps. Yep. And then. Uh, yeah, so so you have your weight categories. Uh, if you come first or second in a weight category, you qualify for the overall. Mm. And if you win the overall, if you win the overall on the right arm, it's a one thousand uh, dollar top prize, first prize for yep. for right arm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we're still working on the cash price for the left arm. There will be a left arm overall as well, but maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Might be another ham sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Might be that. Yeah, it's the other half. Yeah. It's the bitten pieces. Yeah. <laughs> the the There'll be a bit with ham that's stuck on the on the on the bread and then on the other side there'll be the cheese. Yeah. And between them. So right. we're, we're, well, it, it is left. It might be one of those Balfour's chocolate donuts when they're in the plastic cover and mm. when you open the cover, all the icing gets Comes stuck to the, the other plastic. So you're forced to lick plastic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then you've and got... No one eats the donut. A piece of dough that was a donut. Yeah. But you can, eat, you can eat that. You could. It, it's got no flavouring. <laughs> but all the flavouring and the icing is stuck to the top of the lid. Yeah. Get one of those for I, left hand. I, I like this. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So, so there'll be some kind of food stuff for left-handed right. prize winner. Yeah, I mean we, we're not we, we haven't got that locked down yet. Right. Um, but there's still a few weeks to go. And and if <laughs> so, so if athletes are either hungry or wanting to win prizes um, that, that that they can spend spend at any shop in Australia. Yeah. Um, then they can. Uh, what do they have to do to uh, register to enter? Yeah. So they can. Well, they don't have to officially register. They don't have prior to, to. Not prior. Just turn event. up. So if they arrive, Ooh. so registration will be between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m. on the day. So you can just turn up to here. 54 Hyde Street in Adelaide is the address. It is the Imagination Studios building. Yep. and We'll have some signs out the front. You yeah. know what's going on. That's right. You'll probably see a lot of people with big forearms, and that's probably you, you know you're in the right space. Yeah, speak and, to your Uber driver and know what's going on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, He knows about it. Yeah. <laughs> and... <laughs> He's in on it. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, an Indian guy with giant four. Right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m., if you are going to compete in this tournament or at all, at any level, in, in the last man standing, in anything, uh, you need to be here between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m. Uh, you will need to fill out a registration form, and if you are entering a weight category, you will need to weigh in, and I will have scales there, and you must weigh in. Uh, so... No towels. No leaning no. <laughs> on the towel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so one element that people might not be aware of in terms of weight. So uh, if, let's say, you're entering the 70 kilos and below uh, tournament, um, then 70.9, I'm still casting that as 70 because okay. there is discrepancies between scales and you know it's still a 70 kilo weight, even if 70.9. You'll take yeah. it. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, and uh, that's that's you'd find that across most fighting organisations, they will give an allowance because you know scales are <laughs> yeah certain accuracy. Um, yeah. So I'd rather say because they, they might be seventy on their scale at home. Yeah. And rather than be like, no, you don't actually you can't compete. It's mm. like, well, no, they're, they're, I understand there is a difference between my scale and your scale. With, you know, whatever. So 70.9 will still class as a 70 kilo. Okay. So if somebody is cutting weight, which I hope they're not, but yeah. then, yeah, that that is a comfort to them that they can be 70.9. <laughs> well, if you if you are cutting weight and uh, after you have weighed in, well, there'll be plenty of opportunities for rehydration. We'll have the, the bar fully stocked, yeah. all ready to go. So... Uh, yeah, so athletes will be well well cared for for the day. So mm. we're, we're we're really looking forward to it. It's going to be an awesome event. Yeah. Um, and uh, you oh, know, I can't believe we gave up on the Matt Connolly Classic, game, <laughs> but but I'm, I'm really happy with the Titans <laughs> Open. Um, and uh, so uh, yeah, so if there's any arm wrestlers uh, anywhere uh, that are tuning in today that uh, love the idea of what they've just heard and want to want to try their arm, uh, then you know, ninth. 
the ninth, uh, yeah, Sunday, October. Sunday, the October the ninth. Be here at one p.m. between one p.m. and two p.m. to register. Even if you're competing in heavyweights, you don't have to weigh in if you're over uh, ninety-five kilos. If you if you want to go in that. That's fine. Uh, or and you can also you can enter as many weight categories as you want, as long as you meet the weight risk requirement. So if you're you know sixty kilos in weight, you can enter every category. Um, yep. If you're hundred kilos, obviously you can only enter the over ninety five kilos. But you don't have to weigh cut. That's right. That's right. So and you don't have, you don't have to weigh in if you're entering that category yep. because obviously it's you're the heavyweight right. category. We go yeah. <laughs> but the last minute standing, I, I, yeah. So I, that will be after the overall deliber- okay. deliberately, yeah. Because uh, I want people to be tired. Yeah, <laughs> I want there to be the the opportunity for anybody to be able to win. Yeah, uh, because if you run it at the start, I mean, people would probably maybe they would avoid doing it because they want to be fresh for the tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you have it afterwards, it's like people that have gone really hard throughout the tournament to win. Uh, you know they're going to be less dominant going into that that event. So uh, yeah, and it is that what, what somebody said. Oh, can we make it thirty minutes? And sixty minutes is quite a long time. I'm like, it's for five hundred dollars. It's got to be difficult. It's called yeah. last man standing for a reason. It's like uh, if you want to drop out, drop out. That's what the point of it is. Like yeah. if you're finding it too difficult, eliminate yourself and keep yeah. going. And that's you won't win that five hundred dollars. But ideally. Somebody who's a heavyweight might get so exhausted that somebody who's a lightweight could potentially be beating them and win that $500. So, so our best suggestion to all the athletes is not to drive here because there's every chance you won't be able to drive home. Um, and to be safe, get yourself an Uber, organise a taxi, uh, or ask Matt Connolly's mum. So um, yeah. either way, any yeah. of those, yeah, that's all fine. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thanks so much for, for joining us, uh, Pro Nation Nation, uh, here on our very first podcast, uh, Arm Wrestling Extra. And, uh, of course, uh, a whole lot more of these will be coming your way uh, over the uh, over the coming weeks. And, of course, as we nudge closer to the Titans Open, we'll be bringing you more news uh, with respect to that and uh, athlete announces, announcements as we uh, get closer to the big day. So, mm-hmm. uh, Hollywood Matt Connolly, give some double biceps just uh, for the people. Obviously, if they've hung in this long, this is what they've hung in for. There you go. It's actually it's looking pretty good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's very washed out. I always have to put the contrast up in the edit so that I can actually see my arm. I think we need some spray tan or just something. It's because I'm uh, pale as a ghost. So yeah, and on the inside as well. It's uh, a yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I did get sunburnt when it was raining once. (laughs) Legitimately. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Well, on on that note, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll look forward to bringing you more of the podcast next week. I'm Dave Stockbridge. Hollywood Mac Connolly. See you next time. Ha <laughs> ha.